The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Good morning, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. Today is May 28, 2023, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this week's edition of the serious side of the Jay Rao Show. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just made it official, launching his bid for the Republican nomination. But his announcement on Twitter was met with a lot of technical issues. A 31-year-old woman who admits to having sex with a 13-year-old boy and then becoming pregnant with his child won't face any jail time under a plea deal with prosecutors. We turn out of this story. Tonight, three Wilmington, North Carolina police officers have been fired after a routine audit of a patrol car camera uncovered what authorities describe as extremely racist comments toward African Americans. Online radio at its best. Dear Heavenly Father, as the new day dawns, and the sun rises, I come before you with an open heart and mind. I give you thanks for this day and for the gift of life. I ask for your guidance and wisdom as I face the challenges and opportunities that lie ahead. I pray for your strength to overcome obstacles and for your love to be present in all my thoughts and actions. Please, Father, bless my family and friends and bring peace and joy to their hearts. I trust in your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for your endless love care and blessings. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lamentations chapter 3 verses 22 to 23 To you, Father, I give all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two is our calling number. Three four seven. Uh, three four seven. Uh, three four seven. 
1272 is the calling number. Oh my God, the no hitter is gone already. Welcome in to the uh, show. It's the serious side on the TJRS Radio Network Online Radio. It's best. I'm Jay Ralph. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of what we do. And of course, I never share this stage by myself. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, is in the house as well. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you. And good morning, Nessa. Good morning, Real Delia. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, Marianne Music. Good morning, Rich Sister. And good morning, my brother Hawk. And good morning, my brother Jerome. That's right. The number is three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. And of course, if you listen to the show, you know at the beginning of the show we always kind of rap and clap. And uh, you know, obviously, we're going to start the show off with a tribute to the queen of rock and roll, Mr. Elias. Tina Turner passed away this week at the age of uh, eighty three years uh, young. Uh, your thoughts on the queen of rock and roll? My God, man! Somebody to go through what this young this young lady went through, and to reinvent herself, man, and to you know uh, live live through that that kind of abuse. And you know, man, she she's a hell of a woman. She's a hell of a woman. Anime Bullock, God rest you, God bless you, and God rest your soul, because you, you you deserve. All you gotten and uh, all, all, all the accolades that you got because you were definitely uh, one heck of an entertainer. You know the thing is, is that I didn't realize her story until later on, obviously. But I was overseas when that uh, private dancer uh, album hit when it was dropped, and um, I was a DJ at the time. And when I tell you that she was like the queen, those Europeans loved her, and. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it was just one of those uh, hits that came out. But once again, didn't realize her story until we saw that epic bio uh, pic of uh, what love's got to do with it. Angela Bassett, who didn't look anything like her, but she played the role and embodied the spirit. But uh, I tell you what, Larry Frischburn, man, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny what happened, but that girl played that role, man. And when they mm-hmm. got into that fight at that, in that limo, boy, I was rolling when they walked in that restaurant. Oh, when they walked in that hotel, oh, my God. She said, I've had enough of you. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and man, so that, oh. that young lady had some of the most beautiful legs I've ever seen in my life, man. She was, oh, my God. She was definitely was known. Definitely known for legs. The queen of rock and roll, dead at the age of 83. Tina Turner, rest in peace. And uh, they said in her final years, you know, she just wasn't doing well. Looks like uh, they were saying that she had kidney failure. Uh, she had a dialysis machine in her in her place uh, in Switzerland. And, and uh, you know, but now, hey, no more pain. Uh, you can rest easy, my queen. Uh, once again, dead at the age of 83, Tina Turner. Uh, just, we lost the legend. We're losing a lot of legends lately, but uh, you know, hey man, yeah. we walked this earth for a certain period of time, and then we we're called home. You know what they say: you're supposed to cry birth a celebrated death. So, we'll, you know, but uh, prayers up to prayers goes out to the family as well, and to all her fans all over the world. All right, it looks like we have an agreement in place, in principle, for the debt ceiling. Once again, this is the Republicans. You know, this is what people don't understand. 
that they're trying to come back and say that, oh, you know, we have to control spending. You know, really what the debt ceiling is paying for is the, the, the freaking mass deficit that Trump ran up. Yes. But, you know, yes. Two yes. out of the last three presidents had reduced the deficit to a certain degree. The only one who didn't was your guy and mine, Mr. Orange himself, uh, Donald Trump. And so, once again, no one knew anything about the debt ceiling because it was just something that happened automatically. But it first came to light, what, back in 2011, because President mm-hmm. Obama was in office, and he was trying to find mm-hmm. a way to disrupt his presidency. So let's put this out here. So now, once again, this is a fight now, which shouldn't be a fight. No. You made debt and pay your credit card bills. Not, not, they're not trying to hurt the, the wealthy people. They're trying to hurt the, the very poor people. This should tell the poor people well, they're trying what's to hurt, going on. They're trying to hurt the president. You know? That's what they're doing. They're not. They're, they're, they're trying to. What they're trying to do is create chaos. And so the average American who's not following this stuff closely can sit back and say, "Oh my God, you know, see what happens when you get a Democrat in office." They know what the hell they're doing. It's ridiculous uh-huh. what's happening here. To be perfectly honest with you, it is causing disruption. Yeah. And so, like I said, yeah. the average fan sees this and says, oh, my God, oh, we're on the brink. We've been, they've done this over 100-plus times with no issues. All of a sudden, it's an issue in 2011, and now it's an issue again in 2023 because we have Democrats in the White House. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, and that's what they're going to continue to do. And if you, when, when Trump did the little town hall meeting on CNN, it said, you know, you said that you would never hold the uh, – Oh, the debt ceiling as hostage. She said, "Yeah, that's because I was." I, uh, he said, why, "Why are you changing your mind now?" Because, uh, and that's that's now. Really? Oh, there you go. Really? Lisa's honest. Lisa's <laughs> honest. Well, yeah, that tells you that. Honest that tells you that him point, about the yeah. country. He don't care nothing about the country. You know, all he, he cares does. about is his damn self. Well, that's not a newsflash. That's not a newsflash. Well, so, so well, for people to think that it is is ridiculous. It's not a newsflash. It is not. I mean, it is what it is. It looks like our queen has graced us with her presence. She's on the water somewhere. You know, once again, uh, globe trotting all over the world. Let's say good morning to our big sis, Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Mackinac. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Thank you to the vets and everybody that have helped us around the world. And other than that, I am at my favorite place. When my party was San Luis Pass, looking at the beautiful sunset that I posted. So, good morning to everybody. Hey, Les. Good hey. morning, Nessa. Hey. Y'all know about that. We live, we live vicariously uh-huh. through this woman. She is all yes. over the place, looking over the beautiful <laughs> water, the beautiful sunset. You know, just making me all jealous and things. I'm really gonna go play my lottery numbers now, so I can get in that situation, so no, I can be no, doing the same damn thing you're doing. Jealous. No, no, I'm really gonna make you jealous. So everybody who's listening on the air, oh, go. I said um, that I was inviting them all to Las Vegas, so I had to do some time up. So I ended up renting a penthouse, just so y'all know, because y'all oh, well. can. Oh well. Well, there you go. Well, I, we we, we missed some of that phone. because because your phone's going in and out. But I heard penthouse oh, and I heard something else. Here we else, go. So I wow. said I read a penthouse in Las Vegas is what I said. So it would have been okay, nothing for the space everybody. Said. So if y'all change your mind, it is an space. Next thing is 
soon as we got oh, to wow. the campsite yesterday, these white boys walked up to me. Can y'all hear? Oh, let me get out of here. Can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. <laughs> these white boys walked up to me and said, "Where are you from?" And I said, "Houston." I said, "Where y'all from?" And they said four words. And they said, "You know, let me just start by saying to you that I am so sorry. What is happening with you guys in Houston?" And so I plunged the place to it, and I said. What do you mean what's happening? You know what Harris, the, the governor, and everybody's doing in Harris County. I said, oh, our governor? Because you also live in Texas? He said, yeah, you're right. He is an asshole. But he's not doing to us what he's doing to y'all in Harris County with the voting. I said, mm-hmm. you know what? I said, you know what? I'm 60 years old. I am not going to worry about who's going to get the vote, who they're moving the polls. Because if these young kids can sit here and do this and let them get away with it because they're not voting, then that's going to be their asses. And so he said, you know what? That's why they're doing it, because they're looking at the numbers and they can see that the people under a certain age aren't voting. And that's why they're getting away with it. And you know what? That white boy was right. Well, there you go. Uh, A commentary from the one and only queen herself. Now, let me ask you. I wanted to get your thoughts on uh, the past. You know I'm out here with Trumpsters. Well, I know you are. That's when you know when you hang out with money. That's what you get. You know, that's that's just the way it is. So, g- give me give me your thoughts on uh, uh, the passing of Tina Turner. You know, um, Tina Turner lived a good life, and she was smart okay. by leaving the. She lived a good life. She was an excellent star. People have portrayed her. Yeah. They will go down in history with children portraying Tina Tina Turner with that crazy looking wig that she used to wear. But people in Switzerland, when you go there and you ask, does Tina Turner live here? And they're like, yes, she does. She lives in blah, 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 blah. And we see her out and she's really nice. So she moved to Switzerland and she could move around freely. And then the next thing was she moved to Switzerland so she wouldn't have to pay taxes for Switzerland and the United States. So that's one of the other reasons that she moved. So I love her. God let the queen rest, and uh, and she'll be missed. But her music will go on forever. That's true. Her and did y'all know? Did y'all know that that husband that's twenty years younger than her gave her a kidney? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, uh, matter, we're doing in convenient time uh, in four minutes or uh-huh. less. Uh, something that you need to know. We're gonna uh, gonna feature her uh, remembering Tina Turner. Uh, so okay. stay tuned for that. But yes. Absolutely, okay. that's going to be a part of that uh, that segment. So, yeah, well, thank you so much for that, and we appreciate it. All right, Mr. Elias, listen Jackie's to trying to get in, Les. Huh? Jackie is trying to get in. She just sent a message. Oh, well, thank you, Vanessa, for disrupting that workflow. So let's see. Uh, is Jackie here? Oh, let me Good shut gosh. up. You ain't got to shut up. So, uh, Mr. Elias, is, uh, is Jackie here? Okay, Mr. Elias, not here. Hello. Okay. Hello. Oh, there she is. Good morning, Rich Sister. How are you? Doing great. How is everyone doing? We're doing great. Uh, Wow, haven't heard your voice in a long time. Yeah, I mean, my goodness. Well, well, hello, and uh, I'm not really sure what to say. Well, first of all, good to hear the news that your, your your mother's doing well. That's great. Um, so what's going on, Jackie? Uh, how are you doing? Pleasant surprise this morning. How are you? 
Yeah, I am doing well. I wanted to get in since you were talking about um, Tina Turner. Uh, Just to reiterate again, no joke, Wednesday Wednesday morning, like like the day before I put her greatest hits CD onto my phone, and Wednesday morning on my way to work, I'm listening to it. I mean, knowing then, as far as I knew, she was still in the lane of the living, as far as I knew. And then, getting off footwork, I see your text. That was the first time hearing everything about it. So, you know, that was like eerie to me, right? When I saw that, I was like, what? Yeah, but of course, eerie too, because I was listening to her music. I I mean, going into work, knowing that as far as I knew, she was still alive. I'm listening to her music. Then I'm getting off work. I'm seeing your test. Mm. I was like, wow. But, I mean, what can I, What else can you say? Um, she's definitely going to be greatly missed. But, of course, to echo Vanessa's thoughts, her music will always be here. And you just got to just commend her from just everything that she's been through with the domestic violence and getting getting out of that and, you know, surviving that and just going on to be uh, a great success, you know, mm-hmm. definitely one of the greatest voices of our lifetime and she will be greatly missed. Absolutely, absolutely good. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on that. That's a good thing. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. All right, we're gonna step out. Uh, one thing though, uh, Jackie, you kind of remind me of this person I know. She would go to sleep, and if she had a dream about somebody dying, they actually died, and so it was a scary situation. And I remember one morning she woke up and said, oh, my God, I had a dream about you. And I'm, I started crying. I'm like, oh, my damn, please, don't, come on. She said, no, no, you didn't die. I said, whew. So, Jackie, I say that to say this. Please do not listen to any old episodes of the J. Ryle Show uh, because it seems to me that you have the the black uh, rose touch. So don't listen to any old episodes. No, no, no we, I, I, yeah, don't, I, don't, I don't talk that up to no kind of ESP or psychic nothing. I don't know. Okay. Look, I didn't get no heads up, nothing okay, about that. Saying. Don't listen well, to any old episodes. To your text that I, no, Jackie, Jackie ain't got no ESP psychic. No. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I, I do understand that, but, but please don't. But just for me, just for the next month or so, uh, don't listen to any old episodes of the Jay Show. Okay. All right, we're gonna step out. It's time for the NPR news update. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's a beautiful Sunday in my neck of the woods. I hope you are experiencing the same. We'll be right back. It's the serious side. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. It is best. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. After weeks of negotiations and just days before a potential government default, President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy have reached an agreement in principle to raise the nation's debt limit. NPR's Franco Ordonez reports the deal would restrict government spending for two years. If approved by the House and Senate, the deal would avert a devastating default that government officials have been warning about for weeks. President Biden said the agreement is an important step forward that reduces spending while protecting critical programs and democratic priorities. 
called it a compromise and that not everyone gets what they want. The deal holds non-defense spending at roughly the same levels for the next two years. It does not make changes to Medicaid, but it's unclear whether Republicans sought work restrictions for social benefit programs were added. The president said the negotiating teams will finalize a legislative text before it's sent to the House and Senate. Franco Ordonez. NPR News. The debt ceiling agreement represents what many consider a test for Speaker McCarthy, who now must deliver the votes to pass it into law to avert a default. He says the House will vote on Wednesday. Polls are open across Turkey in a presidential runoff election that could shape the country's direction for years to come. NPR's Peter Kenyon reports that the uh, 20-year incumbent president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, is seeking another five years in power. Erdogan rose to power in the wake of a botched response to a deadly earthquake and economic woes. Two decades later, he's faced sharp criticism for his government's slow response to an even deadlier earthquake and soaring inflation. Challenging Erdogan is Kemal Kilic the 74-year-old head of Turkey's main secular party. He's promising to restore the independence of Turkish institutions such as the judiciary and rein in some of the powers of the presidency. Erdogan led Kilic by a comfortable margin in the first round, and analysts say he has the inside track to another term in office. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. Russia has launched another major air attack on the Ukrainian capital of Kyiv. Local officials say the drone attack overnight was the largest since the start of the war. And Ukraine's air force says it shot down 52 of 54 drones across the country. One person is reported dead after debris fell on a gas station. The BBC's James Reed has more. This is the 14th time this month that Kyiv has come under attack. Russia has been using waves of Iranian-made drones often combined with missiles, in an attempt to overwhelm the city's air defences. Witnesses describe searchlights sweeping the sky and loud explosions, with drones coming down in flames after being hit. Many people took to bomb shelters, but others stood on their balconies, shouting slogans of defiance. This latest attack comes on the day the Ukrainian capital celebrates its foundation more than 1,500 years ago. The BBC's James Reid reporting, and you're listening to NPR News. for president on Twitter. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis posted a video making it official and spoke on Twitter spaces alongside controversial billionaire and CEO Elon Musk, who has said he'd support a conventional candidate. DeSantis later spoke to Fox News. We know the country's on the wrong track. What I will do is help restore normalcy to our communities Uh, integrity to our institutions and sanity to our society. DeSantis' announcement kicks into motion a long-expected campaign, now facing significant challenges as the GOP field expands and rivals call him out as an imitation of Trump. The way he speaks, the way his hand gestures are, the fact that he's moved his policies, whether it's Ukraine and Russia, to entitlement reform, he's done a total 180. All of it's copying Trump. A Trump... Man, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. That's it. That's right. Oh, Tricky Ron is in. Ron DeSantos over the weekend, well, this past week I should say, uh, announced that he was running for president on Twitter 
which uh, <laughs> didn't go as well, didn't go as planned. Uh, th- this is this is crazy, man. It's hard not to laugh at some of this stuff because this guy really and truly believes he has a shot at winning the presidency. Uh, his policies that he's put in, in place in Florida. That's not going to work in a national uh, campaign. But, Mr. Elias, let me go to you since you're the man that gets the first and last word. Ron DeSantis, he's in. What say you about the Florida governor running for president of the United States? What a joke. Look, man, I put nothing past anyone these days, but this man here is a, is a whack job. He's a nut. He's a nut case. Anytime you try to race somebody's history, He's as racist as they come. He is as racist as they come. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's racist on both sides, but this dude is, is trying to erase our history. What do you mean racist on both sides? What does that mean? Well, there's racist. That's racist Democrats, too. That's kind of what it is. Racist as far it's as what? And a lot of them are racist, man. Come on. Yeah, you got to look at some of, some of the stuff they do. Okay, you mean to tell me cinema's not racist? You mean to tell me Manchin is not racist? Come on, man. Uh, well, okay. Well, all right. I hear where you're going. But I, I don't know if I agree with that, but go ahead. Okay, but um, look, man, they won't pass the voting rights bill. Something that would help African Americans. They won't pass. Well, yeah. So let's call it yeah. what it is. Let's call it what it is. Well, okay. Well, I mean, listen, I... I'm not gonna argue with let's you. I guess I think we just have to. No, I'm listen. I'm not. I'm not arguing with you about it, Mr. Elias. I just think that we probably we're just gonna agree to disagree. I don't know if they're racist or not, um, but but you're right. I mean, they, they lean more conservative than than we would like, uh, and yeah. But they vote with the Democrats a lot as well. But but go ahead, man. I don't want to, you know, get you off your point. Go ahead. This, this, this guy's this guy's a, a, a racist to his heart. Now, and and what, they're, what they're trying to do right now in Florida is, is they're trying to pit black uh, 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 African Americans against the, uh, Asian Americans. And, and what they, do you mean by that? What they're doing is in school, they're saying we can't teach African American studies, but we can we can teach uh, Asian American studies. We can teach Mexican right? American studies. Yes, they're pitting each other against them. Yeah, I didn't know that. Look. Yes, they're pitting each other. They're saying it's okay for them to teach this, but not this. So let's call it what it is. This is what this guy's doing. And, he's, and, 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 and what they want to do is say, look, it's okay for us to teach this, but not this. Come on. You know, and, and if I was a kid in, in, in Florida, I would complain about everything. Because all you got to do is I, I don't like this because it disturbs me. Math disturbs me. I don't like the way they teach math. I think it's a racist way they teach math. I think it was, I think it's racist when they teach uh, 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 gym. Come on, really? This is and this is what they're doing. If, if one person complains about it, they get rid of it. And this is, this is yeah, but I think it's, it's, it's I think it's parents though that's doing the complaining. I'm not sure if it's the students, but it's the parents. No, it's the students, and you're right. No, well, the students, well the, the students come there and complain about it, then they'll get rid of it. Well, yeah. that's well. You're saying well. That's a criteria. They're saying that if a student comes in complains, but I think I saw something the other day saying that these are parents that are going in and saying that hey, my kid was exposed to this, and maybe the student went home and complained to the parent. But I mean, I guess I get your overall point. Um, the fact that I didn't know this thing about you know Asian um, and Mexican and all that. I didn't know anything about that. That's all that's that, news all to that's me. Allowed. They're teaching all of that stuff in in, in Florida schools. All of it's being taught. 
The only one that's been alleviated is African-American studies. That's what's been alleviated. And then they're taking the fact that, that the book that showed Rosa Parks, that what actually happened to her, and they're saying, oh, she just refused to get up out of her seat with the reason she was arrested. This is, this is what they're limiting it to. They're not telling the true history of the country. So, hmm. you know, let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. This, this guy's a nut. He's a nut job. And anyone talking about woke? Hell, if you cancel culture, hell, you cancel everything there is. So you're the biggest cancel culture person there is. Now Disney's pulling out of uh, 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 Florida. They're pulling a billion-dollar uh, business. That, uh, a complex that they were building in Florida because of this crime. Yeah, well, 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 a lot of people have said that. A lot of people said that Disney was having problems getting that up anyway. But you know, listen, I get what's going on. Uh, Vanessa, you hang out with uh, Trumpsters, and now, who? who do, okay, we call people that support uh, Trump Trumpsters and uh, the mega Republicans. Who, who, what do we call the DeSantos people? Insane, insane. <laughs> so you hang out with the the the, the DeSanters. I know you go to DeSanters. You hang out with the DeSanters. So tell me, so so what do they think about this man announcing that he's running for president? And then give me your well, thoughts. Okay. Well, y'all, I don't. <laughs> this man is so stupid yeah, that he do. took. You talking to me? Yeah, you do. You hang out with him. Stop. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if they're the Santos people. We only have, I only see one person that uh, has a Republican sign, uh, a Donald Trump sign out here. Uh, I am mm. sitting in the middle of all of the Republicans, but, you know, and we bring it up, you know, but uh, I don't have all these conversations with them. And none of my close friends that are Republicans are here. They don't either a cruise ship or they're on you know, they travel trailer somewhere else. So, um, I don't know what they think of DeSantos. I haven't had that conversation uh, with them yet. So I don't know. Interesting. I don't know, but I think he's insane. The girl who read the poem at the yeah. inauguration wrote a book. Amanda Garvin, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you just removed the book because one person said it was one a parent. Yeah. Yeah. One parent complained. Mm-hmm. What? So, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's no stupid. He's but Jay. Yes. Their situation there in Florida is not any worse, really, than the stupid people that we got here in Texas. Like they've been oh, no. past a law, Jay. They're passing a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, you don't have to get your vehicles inspected. Do you know how much pollution we're going to have here? Do you know how bad it would be to buy a used car here in Texas? I wouldn't, because they don't have to be inspected. So you know what? Just like the Santos is a nut. Our governor is a nut, so you know, I I just think that the country is in a bad place. Uh, I think Florida is in a really bad place it's because he's just as ignorant as the person we have here in Texas. So I tell Bobby, I said I wish it was somewhere I could move to and not have to deal with any of this. Just sell everything. Canada. You know what he said. Well, they got their shit too. So anyway, that's fifty cents. Oh, I thank you for the. But anyway, thank you for the language. Yes. Jay, shut up before I put on a swimsuit and go out there in the sun with the white people and be on the water. But anyway, um, (laughs) go ahead. uh, So I put on a swimsuit. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
I just, I don't, Bobby said there is nowhere, Vanessa, that you can actually move to because it's not just the governors. It's who they're putting in office as president of the United States that is ignorant. So he's right. They're I heard Belize, a lot of Americans are going to Belize, and they're saying, hey, they live in the life down there. A friend of mine went down there on a vacation and bought a house. <laughs> so Belize. Yeah, Belize, Belize is okay. It's rocky, dirty, dusty. Um I mean, I've been in and out of Belize a lot on cruise ships, and I always like to travel and see how people live when I go on cruises. And so uh-huh. that's what my tour usually is. And it, I mean, yeah, you can live comfortable down there. You can live comfortable there, Mexico, anywhere of these places, anywhere but the United States is comfortable. And that's the truth. That's the truth. Well, so but well, a lot of people listen. are going to Costa Rica, Jay. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, a lot mm-hmm. of the uh, airline people are moving to Costa Rica. Interesting. Well, now let me say this. Uh, when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, listen, America, despite its faults, is still the greatest country in the world. I mean, I wouldn't live anywhere else. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. So these are battles that we just have to fight. And at the end of the day, like you said earlier, Vanessa, the younger people are going to have to step up and do what they need to do. Now, I don't know who's making all that yeah. noise, but please. Me, I'm sorry, I'm packing it. ice. I'm pa- I'm sorry. That's it's okay. Me. I'm packing That's okay. ice. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So so at the end of the day, when we look at DeSantos, here let me ask this question. And this is a weird question to ask. And I wish Jerome was here for this, but that's okay. He'll be here in a minute. The f- which, so here's he the question. Say hopefully. He left. I'm not good enough. Okay, go ahead. See, once again, there you go. It just have nothing to do with that. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> because these types of questions, I'm interested in a political strategist, you know, their opinion. Here's my question to you two. And I don't, you know, ladies first, and for this, I guess you can answer this question first. Should we be rooting? It's almost like, and Mr. Elias can relate to this, it's like when you root for a team that's not your team, but if that team wins, it helps your team get into the playoffs. Should we be rooting for Donald Trump to win the Republican primary? Because people like Nikki Haley, uh, folks like, you know, Tim Scott, I don't think he has a snowball's chance in hell. And that kickoff he did was ridiculous, but, you know, hey, I digress. But Ron DeSantos, I remember watching him when the national media was down in Florida doing that uh, hurricane or flood or whatever happened down there, and he sounded like he had some sense. He met the president on the tarmac. He said some wonderful things about the president. My question is, should we be rooting for Trump to win the GOP? So – we won't have the slight possibility, because we already know, well, most of the polls say that Biden would beat Trump in a rematch. Plus, with everything that's going on with Trump, he is a wounded candidate. But Ron DeSantos, a lot of people don't know who he is. Only folks like us who follow this stuff knows this guy. So should we be rooting for Trump? Vanessa, that's my question to you, to win the GOP primary. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Should we be rooting Trump to win the GOP primary? Uh, why would we want? Him, why would we want him? Because he can only do one term. 
That's well, the only reason I would see. It's because he can only do one term. He can't go back and do eight years. I mean, so. Yeah, well, you, you kind of miss. Yeah, but you kind of missed the lead up to it. So that's okay. So you're saying no, Miss Kelly? I'm, I'm assuming you were here. That's okay. I'm assuming you were here during my whole little uh, spiel. Should we, based on what I said, should we be rooting for Trump to win the GOP primary? <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that yeah, Mary went, yeah, the lamb yeah, was sure yeah. to go. Yeah, I, I think I think I think we should be rooting for him. But um, look, man, uh, and also scared because that guy got eight thousand, uh, seven million less votes than Trump than uh, Biden did last time. So. What a shame that 7 million people don't come out and vote because they don't think it's that important this time. That's the only thing that scares me about the whole thing. Okay, so, repeat that again because I'm, I'm lost. Say that again, and I'm trying to follow your – Okay, I'm to follow Biden, your, won your, by your seven, process. Seven, Biden won by 7 million votes, right? That means Trump okay. lost, lost by 7 million. What if those 7 okay. million people don't think that it's important enough for, for, for us to go out there and vote? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Yep. So, oh God, but, uh, you don't mind. <laughs> I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm okay. I was just gonna help you out. Just, just you know, uh, we, this is our show. This is it. Vanessa's just, hey, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, listen, I'm on the radio, but that's okay. How you doing this morning? Oh, what a pretty dog. Oh, hey, Bobby, put some ice in the chest. Oh, Jesus Christ. Wow. This is a uh, professional radio show around here. If I could just get a cup of coffee, I'm just going to sit down here so I can do it. But I had to get – y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all, love y'all, love y'all. <laughs> With nobody else be out here on a beautiful day in Texas on the water. Be, it, I mean, I love y'all. So that's the only reason I'm doing this show right now. <laughs> you, you can't make this stuff up. All right, Ms. Elias, go ahead. <laughs> Well, like I said, you know, I think that, you know, man, you can't underestimate Trump, the, the power of Trump either. So, I mean, people need to get out. Do you, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you something because I don't want to lose my train of thought. Are you, do you honestly think the fact that this guy has been liable, found liable for sexually assaulting an individual, right? Now, we all know that come this summer, they are the 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 the, uh, uh, the prosecutor in uh, uh, Georgia is saying, "Hey guys, get ready. We need your calendars cleared for I think the month of August." So that means that we know charges are coming down. Now it sounds like the uh, the investigation for the papers in Mar-a-Lago. It sounds like that guy is wrapping up his case, and it's about time for him to step up. So do you mm-hmm. honestly think with all this going on that he has a snowball's chance in hell if he make it through the the, uh, the GOP primary, do you honestly think he has a chance to win? People are still going with all to that back. Okay? Well, of course. They're not going to, I mean, there's people, there's, there's, never underestimate the, a coat, man. Never underestimate a coat. But with a coat is, dude. There's you, there's coach. not seventy seven million cult members, Mr. Elias. I think a lot of people okay. voted for him because of of 
But go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Like I said, man, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be God, surprised, I would. man. I would. I would not be surprised I, I'd be shocked. because. Okay. Okay. Like I said, man, this, this is uh, and the night, man. <laughs> you know, DeSantis. What? You know, he might he might have a, a, a better chance of losing than, than Trump. Because his, his phone number is down. I don't think and, so. And if you look at what they're saying about him, you can't put him in front of crowds. He's not appealing well, yeah. at all. He's not appealing yeah, but, at all. So if but, you get but, him in front of crowds and, 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 and show his weakness, yeah, I, I think if he goes into the debate against Trump, Trump is going to eat his lunch. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that analogy. Okay. This is the reason. This is the reason why I'm nervous of uh, Mike Pence, because Mike Pence. To if you're not following this stuff every day, let's say that you are a true conservative, you're not following this stuff on a day-to-day basis. You see Mike Pence. He's well-spoken. He's that typical. He's you know if you look up. Uh, you know, if you're casting a politician in a Hollywood movie, he would he would meet that criteria. He looks like a a well-established politician, and he makes me nervous because he can speak fluently. He, you know, he he's he's coherent. You know, listen, I love President Biden, but sometimes, dude, he'd be standing up there, and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, come on, come on, Brad. But listen, he's almost eighty. Well, I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, I like the guy. I think the guy is uh, doing an outstanding job. He's done some things that even our beloved President Obama hasn't done in his first four years in office, didn't do. So now all of a sudden you have this older gentleman standing next to a young guy who speaks fluently. I mean, well, fluent, I shouldn't say fluent. A guy who's very articulate, a guy who sounds like, once again, I'm just based on what I saw uh, for his response uh, during that uh, 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 catastrophe they had, that, that weather-related mm-hmm. catastrophe they had in Florida, he sounded mm-hmm. like somebody who had some fish. So if you're not following yeah, it closely... He, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. I'm telling you, once okay. you need to get the hold of this guy, man, he said he doesn't even smile. They said when he went to Iowa, they ate him well, for lunch, man. Okay, but okay, but wait a minute. Okay, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But then, okay, you're contradicting yourself, then. Because if you're if you're saying he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, then who cares who comes out the GOP? Right? I mean, who cares? What I'd rather have. I I think Trump is more flawed than DeSantis, but I think both of them are very flawed candidates, to be honest. I do. Okay. Well, we'll find out here real soon. Uh, because uh, it's just beginning. Matter of fact, I think for the first time, Ron DeSantis took some shots at Trump, but he better stay out, stay out of that arena. Because even though I don't, I can't stand Trump. You can't when it playing the dozens. You know, all of us had a friend that you could tell jokes to, but they don't get into the dozens with them because they're going to have you crying because they don't know how to play the dozens. So stay away from that because you can't win when you're trying to go up against Trump. Uh, hey, 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 the bottom of the world. Trump calls yeah, him Don, I mean, uh, 
sanctimonious. I was like, wow, he already got a name. Yeah, for yeah, man. He already got a name for him. Trump don't give a damn. That's just the way he rose. All right. Uh, at the top of the show, we talked about the queen of uh, rock and roll. She passed away, uh, Miss Tina Turner, at the age of 83. In this week's edition of Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, we're going to play tribute to this lady, uh, courtesy of E.T. It's convenient time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the TJRS Radio Network, 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. It's not a problem for me. I don't don't really mind leaving. That's Tina Turner. In 2018, R.A. admitting at the time she was at peace. But tributes continue to pour in as those who knew her best are remembering the legend. She was really sick and not wanting people to know about it. But, you know, she had her dialysis machine in her house, and that's how she was doing it. Tina's close friend Cher suggested her death was related to kidney disease. And just two months ago, the 83-year-old made this grim post saying, My kidneys are victims of my not realizing that my high blood pressure should have been treated with conventional medicine. I have put myself in great danger. After a long illness, Tina passed away peacefully at her $76 million Swiss home purchased less than two years ago. But Tina looked to be in good health in 2021 for what would be her last public appearance during this taped Rock and Roll Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Yeah, this is mine. Only, I don't care if you now. <laughs> Back in 2017, Tina's husband, Irvin Bach, donated one of his own kidneys to save her life. He came to me and said, I, I can give you one of my kidneys. I said, oh, Irvin, you're young. I'm already older. It's okay. Her husband, Ern Bach, is the most extraordinary person. He literally willed her to live. This morning, Oprah shared her memories alongside Gail King while on vacation in Italy. She's been wow. through one health crisis after, after another. another. You guys know she had a stroke. She had cancer. I, I mean, and she kept coming back. She, she had kept back coming surgery back. surgery just yes. recently uh, in February. Beyonce, who performed with Tina at the 2008 Grammys, said, quote, My beloved queen, I'm so grateful for all the ways you have paved the way. Angela Bassett earned her first Oscar nomination in 1994 for her portrayal of Tina in What's Love Got to Do With It? She tells E.T., quote, Her final words to me, for me, were, you never mimic me. Instead, you reached deep into your soul, found your inner Tina, and showed her to the world. It was the hardest role I ever had to play. I had to dig deep into my spiritual core to show up and be there 100% every day. E.T. was on set of the critically acclaimed biopic, and this is the exact moment Tina first met Angela on set. I never wore that. <laughs> oh, great. When I met Angela, she looked nothing like me, but she was likable. I liked her immediately, and that was important to me. All right, 
1985, E.T. was behind the scenes leading up to Tina's electrifying Live Aid performance with Mick Jagger. Like you have some pretty fun companionship up there on stage. <laughs> it seems like it, doesn't it? I made some good choices in the last few years. Yeah, I, I was, we've been friends for like, I don't want to tell you how long. Today, the Rolling Stones frontman posted this rare behind-the-scenes footage of them backstage together in 1969 and said, quote, she helped me so much when I was young and I will never forget her. Of course, Tina's legacy in music lives on, and it's no surprise that her songs have spiked in streaming and sales. Oh, those boys are much too much. Those boys are much too much. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Online radio at its best. Adam Serrano gave birth to a baby boy. She admitted to having sex with that 13-year-old. The victim's mother, who we're not going to identify in this story, tells us she is not happy with this deal offered to a woman she says ruined her son's life. I feel like my son's robbed of his childhood. Now he's having to be a father. He, he's a victim, and he's going to have to live with that for the rest of his life. This mother says watching her son struggle with the reality he now faces breaks her heart. What has this been like for your son? Um, caused him a lot of depression. He's um, shut down a lot. Now she questions why this woman won't face prison time. Uh, I feel like if she was a man and he was a little girl, it would definitely be different. They would be seeking incarceration. And I feel like because she's a woman, they're not. They're having compassion for her because she was pregnant. But I don't think they take into play again. She was pregnant by a child. You know, that child was created from a sexual abuse. Under terms of the plea deal the suspect signed off on, she'll be required to register as a sex offender, and the judge could sentence her to 10 years to life of sex offender intensive supervised probation. But Serrano will avoid any jail time since the DA's office dropped the original charges to a lesser charge that does not come with mandatory jail time. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is ten minutes before the top of the hour. You're listening to the serious side of the show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. Because you heard the story. My goodness, what are y'all doing? Y'all heard you the story. Uh, woman gave birth to a uh, gave birth to a thirteen year old baby, and uh, ninety days. You know, Jerome talks about this a lot during his uh, show, and he always, well, he used to, not as much anymore, point out these types of stories where it's like it's a double standard here when it comes to this type of stuff. Like the young, like the lady said in the, uh, like the, like the mother of the child said, like the mother of the 13-year-old said, look, if this would have been a male, oh, my goodness, I got to meet somebody. I got to meet him. All right, like they said, had it been a a man doing this to a woman, little girl, Mr. Elias, they would have thrown him under the jail. 
why is this? So why is this, man? Why why is it a situation where a female gets lesser time? She commits the exact same act. This is a grown ass woman sleeping with a thirteen year old boy, and she don't even get jail time because we live in a misogynistic uh, uh, society, man. Look, uh, even us, hell. I, I'm not going to lie. When I was 13, man, if, if, if one of my teachers that was fine with me sleep with me, hey, man, I'd have, I'd have what? <laughs> I would have. I'm sorry. I'm 13. I'm 13 years old. I'm a 13-year-old boy. Let's stop lying about it. You're 13 what? years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man, let's call it what it is. At 13, that's how me and say Oh, oh, oh. You mean to tell me if, if okay, if Aunt Bev off the new fresh mm-hmm. Prince of Bel Air was one of your teachers and you 13 oh, and she approached you, you wouldn't say nothing. You'd be like, no, please what, don't. But stop. what does that happen? See, see, once again, please leave your. We, we live in a misogynistic stereotype as well. Let's call it what it is, man. Let's call it what it is. You know, and, and and that's that's how the thing that's how it works, man. I'm sorry, that's the way it works. If you if we're gonna be totally honest about it, we're gonna lie to each other about it. So that's the best example you can come up with. I do I need to come that up with you were thirteen. Answer the question. I, when I was thirteen, answer what question? Okay, when I was thirteen, I had I had a fine teacher. I'm like, Ooh, man. And she gave me a chance. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, That's the way it works. I'm a 13 year old boy. I'm 13. What years does old. that have to do point, with what we're talking about? I, time, at that point uh, in time, that's all I was thinking about was sex. At like 13 or 14 years old. That's what I was thinking about. And you well, that hasn't changed because you're damn near 60 and you're the same way. Here's my question and, and, for you. And, okay. And what, what, what's, what's the difference between you and me? None. Go ahead. Here's my question for here's my question for you, sir. You are so the kids are going to be kids. We're not talking about the boy. We're talking about the woman who raped him. Oh, because the boy wanted some pute at a young age is not rape. I never said it was rape. Well, what what, where are you going with this? What I'm what I'm I'm saying is that we live in a misogynistic world, and it's called what it is. Absolutely, Vanessa. By all means. What say you? If that was, oh, Jesse wants to comment too. Um, if that was a girl, <clears throat> excuse me. If that was a girl and it happened to her, that would be rape. So I don't understand either how she is getting away with any of this. When they're at thirteen to sixteen, hormones are raging. They're curious. She's the adult in the room, was supposed to be the adult in the room. So she's the one who needs to be doing prison time for rape because she should have known not to sleep with a 13-year-old boy. So I don't get it. I don't get it. And now he's the one who has to pay child support, but but he got to pay child support, whatever. He get a job at 16, 18, or whatever it is, because she decided she wanted to get pregnant. And that's exactly what that was. She wanted to get pregnant because at her age, she should have been on birth control. So, y'all, look at the big picture here. She trapped him. 
and she did it intentionally. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on, not, hold on. Okay. So we live in a hold on, Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold up. Hold up. Why would she? Okay. All right. Listen. I, I, I don't. Want to, okay. Listen. I hear what you're saying, but I, to me, what part could this just wrong? be a byproduct? Could this be a byproduct of people that are just being messy? Why would she want to trap a 13 year old unemployed child? I mean, what's the purpose because, behind that? Because she want. I just said it, Jay. She wanted a baby. What part of that what? didn't you catch uh, that I said? She how, wanted a baby. But, okay. There are women but who just want a baby him. and don't need a husband. That is trapping oh, him because he didn't – Jay, listen. It's trapping wow. him because he's a child. He didn't know any better, and she, he didn't know that she would be pregnant. He just wanted some poontane at 13. Jay, she trapped him. She wanted a baby. She did it intentionally. Anybody her age, she should have been on birth control. She could have told him to put a rubber on. She, that's, that's, she trapped him. She wanted a baby. Well, wait a minute. She, she should have not money. slept yeah, with him. Damn a rubber. Jay, right, right. So why didn't she, why wasn't she on birth control if she was schooling? Huh? Answer me, Jay. I, I don't know. I, I can't okay. answer you because so I'm not. So you are that's go. You're having sex with a child. You would know yes. to at least be on birth control. So you're going to tell me that she shouldn't be in trouble? She, Jay. It shouldn't matter who who she was with. I mean, uh, a boy, man. You know, well, okay, point, listen. Jay, what do you think? Care. Okay, maybe I'm living in a misogynistic world. Let's wait a minute. You. Let's wait a minute. Jay, what did I miss in this? You don't think she should be in trouble? Is that what I'm missing? Oh, no. What you what I'm trying you said that she's trying to trap a thirteen year old boy. Miss Elliott said all the thirteen year old boy. I, I I don't even okay, fine. I mean listen, you don't maybe understand it's just trap? Me. You you don't understand. No, no, trap I don't understand why she would want to trap pregnant. a thirteen year old boy. Well what Jay, the, the, listen you to can me. get okay, pregnant Jay, let me by put a dude. This out there. Jay, let me put this out there. Yes. Some women want a baby. They don't okay. care. And let me okay. put it to you even more honest than that. My daughter can't have children. So if my daughter was okay. to get pregnant, I wouldn't give a damn who the daddy was. I would just be glad that I got a grandchild. A grandchild. So I'm going now. So misogynistic, what did I say? Society you said it 15 mother. times. We heard you the first time. So people yeah. don't necessarily care if they have a baby, da- uh, they, if they got a baby daddy. They don't. Why do you think all of these children are getting pregnant? Because their friends are getting pregnant and having babies. They don't care nothing about who the daddy is. They don't care nothing about that. Jay, come on now. Open point. your eyes. Jay, open your eyes. Okay. Uh, Jackie, I, I think Jackie, no, oh, Jackie wanted to say. What about that Jackie what's thing what's she point? has to say? I'm not going to forget my point. Let's let, let Jackie got a house full of girls. Say. I can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, definitely no question. Mm. It's a jumble standard. It is weight to me. Thank he's you. A minor. He, he's a minor. That is weight to me. That is weight. And you. she should be she should be thrown under the jail, just like a man would. If it was a, there shouldn't be no double standards. Not when it comes to underage stuff. Come on. Thank you. you know, I never, I never that, said she that, shouldn't be in jail. All I'm saying is we live in a misogynistic. Uh, no, 
And that's, I never said, I said at 13 I didn't years old, that's the same thing I was thinking. But what I was saying is that we live in a misogynistic world, and that's the reason she's not in jail. There it is. If I had a dollar for every time you said that during this segment. Listen, I, listen, I agree I it was with right. I Jackie. Said, right. Well, okay, but but it's like y'all. Okay, the thirteen year old, I was, he was horny, you know. That's what happened. All he she didn't use a cop. The fact of the matter is, she should be in jail. The whole discussion is how the hell is she walking around free when men, if it had been a grown ass man screwing a thirteen year old girl, she's huh? a white woman. Because she's a white woman. She's not white. She's she's no. She's not white. She's Hispanic. She's not white. Is she black? I just said she's Hispanic. Okay, so she's not black. That's how she's walking around. She's not black, Jay. A black well, woman would have been about. a black woman would have been thrown under the jailhouse. If this woman is still in jail, who changed her address for her child to go to a better school? You gonna tell me that a black woman wouldn't be in prison behind this? Oh please. Oh, well, I listen. I I have no comment. I have no idea because I, you know she's Hispanic. You know they treat them just like they treat us in some cases. I mean, look what's happening the uh, with the board. Well, okay, you, you, man, listen, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What, 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 was the boy Hispanic too? That I don't know. The They're going to protect his identity. Well, but the mother, the but they talked to the mom, and the mom looked and, Hispanic. Okay, Jay, if she, Jay, if she got pregnant for a boy, and she. Yes, she should be charged with rape, and I keep saying that. If it was a girl doing it, they, she would, they would have been charged with rape. But, Jane, if she really wasn't trying to get pregnant, she would have had an abortion, and none of this would have had been, been out in the air, nothing. She, she didn't want an abortion. She wanted a baby. I don't know if, if uh, yeah, where she, she was, that was an option. Well, you know, keep in mind, now, Vanessa, we don't live in that same world anymore. Okay, when this lady was pregnant, that rule had not passed. I don't know. I mean, that I need to find out. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That I need to find out. It doesn't matter because there are states that you can fly to right now and go get an abortion. But see, see, but wait a minute now. See, we're we're starting to trend it to a different subject. But you know what? Hold on. This is is a great segue. She trapped him. Okay, this is a great segue. For a new segment that we're introducing, it's not going to be on a weekly basis, but every now and then, it's a new segment called To Be Continued, TBC. And that's when we have some things like this that we really need to talk about. Uh, I think we're going to actually push this into that because you brought up something, Vanessa, that, you know, that's the bigger argument. That's the reason why people are talking about uh, uh, abortions and things of that nature because, you know, there are people who do not have the money to fly to someplace. They don't have that money. That's why they're saying that women are going to die because poor women don't have the resources to get to these places. That's why the argument is as big as it is. So why don't we table that discussion? Because I definitely want to have a more detailed conversation about what you just said in our very new TBC to be continued, which is coming up, not the next segment, but the segment after that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's time to step out, take a break. And, of course, with the passing of rock and roll legend Tina Turner, you can expect to hear nothing but Tina. Doing the two breaks this morning. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Three minutes after the hour, we'll be right back after this. Online radio at its best. 
touch of your hand makes my pulse react. That it's only the thrill of boy meeting girl while possess a track. It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that it means more. Gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org. Online radio at its best. An internal probe by the Wilmington Police Department reveals hate-filled conversations with three veteran officers. Officer Kevin Piner is heard telling Corporal Jesse Moore that the protest would soon lead to a civil war. 
and that he is ready. He goes on to tell Moore that he was going to buy a new assault rifle, and soon we are just going to go out and start slaughtering them expletive N-words. Feiner says a civil war is needed to wipe them off the expletive map. That'll put them back about four or five generations. Later, during a phone call with Piner, Moore refers to a woman he arrested as the N-word and says she needed a bullet in her head right then. Donnie Williams is the department's new police chief. He fired the officers on his first day. When you talk about killing people and generations of people, that is disturbing. According to investigators, the officers blame their comments on the stress of today's climate in law enforcement. CBS News has reached out to the police union and the three officers for comment. So far, they haven't responded. Jeff. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. Now, I have to say this. This is a story from two years ago. Now, what I'm ashamed of is that we missed it. We didn't talk about this story. When I was doing research for the show, I ran across this story. I said, oh, my God, I want to talk about it. So, yeah, two years later. But the bottom line is I think it's a good time to talk about it because those comments were made during the height of what was going on with George Floyd, which, by the way, that third year anniversary just passed of his death. You have police officers caught on camera saying that there's going to be a war. You heard the last cops say that they arrested a female and said she needed a bullet in her head right then and there. Put that in perspective to what is happening today and what continues to happen. So when we talk about some of these police officers, oh, they made a mistake and shot somebody, then you have these three racist cops. And let me just say this. I'm not going to sit here and say all police officers are the same. But, but, but Mr. Elias, man, this is scary. Because in the comfort of their uh, squad car, they didn't think anyone would ever hear this. They're having these types of conversations. I already bought my assault weapon, and I'm ready to annihilate all those effing N-words. These are cops. They carry guns. Let's see you. Well, if January 6th showed you nothing, it showed you the, the what, 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 what military people are, a lot of military uh, personnel are, and what police officers are. They're racist. They're racist as hell. Oh, it's not and a I, lot of them. Don't say that. Oh, okay. You're right. There wasn't a lot of police it's officers. It's not. In that, in that, it wasn't. It was, well, it's it not, was not when you say a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> say that, but you know, when you say a lot of them, then you have people, the impression, I'm in the military, I was in the military, I wasn't like that. You do have some of those crazy people. You do have some of them. You're absolutely correct. Not a lot of them. Okay, what's a lot to you? A lot to me is over 100. Okay, fine. Go ahead. So, you know, that shows us that. And then if you look at some of the other stuff that's going on, there's, there's one guy that came in, 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 in a police station and he left his tape recorder on. And he went back and did his tape recorder. They were talking about killing him mob style because he was bringing out stories about what they were doing to African Americans. This is nothing. This is, this, is, this is what they do. And this is this, this, the police. If you look at the police, it was designed to hurt black folks. It's been that. They used to find us down. 
like how they started with the police, man. So let's call it what it is. It's been a racist institution for the longest. They were hunting down and then they were hanging. And then they passed a law. The prison system was set up for black folks because they passed a law that says if you weren't working and you didn't have a job and you wasn't making a certain amount of money, that you would have to work so many weeks into, in, in, their, in their prison system until you got a job. This has been set up for the longest for us. This, is, this, is, this, this, this happened right after the Emancipation Proclamation happened. They set it up for us to be that way. So it's, it's not a surprise that these people are doing this stuff. It's, it's, it's been that way for years. They've been racist police officers for years. These people don't care. They're ready, they're ready to annihilate us. And then they wonder why black folks are, uh, are nervous when the police stop. And they, uh, you're acting suspicious. No, I'm acting like I want to live. Well, they always, they always tell me that you act like you're nervous. And no, I act like I want to live, bro. Because I keep my hands on the steering wheel. You know, because I, I, you're going you're gonna to shoot me. If I make a sudden move or, or make a sudden, they, they told the guy that in North, in North Carolina, we get his wild out the car and they shot him in his butt. This is, this is, this is how they live. So it's, it's not a surprise that these people are that way. It's, 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 it's a lot of police officers that are racist. Hell, and hell, the, the, the guy the police union in, in, in Chicago is racist. He's racist as hell. All right. Uh, well, you said, basically, the police was – never mind. All right, Vanessa, go ahead. What, what, what's your thought, thoughts on this? Don't have any. All of them need to be in jail. All of them need to be in prison from the 15 years to the 18 years. I don't have any thoughts on that. I am so sick of all of them. I don't know what to do. Yeah, but it should scare the hell out of you because these are people walking around with guns. And these are people that have the ability to pull you over. And if you're not smart enough to have your, you know, your cell phone recording, if you're not smart enough to, to, you know, stop at a lighted place. Remember the story we did, what, about a year and a half ago, of a lieutenant in the Army stops at a lit gas station, and they pull him out and mace him and do all these different things. That's the thing that makes this scary. That's Jay, what makes it not, scary. But, Jay, think about, yeah. okay, so we know that those people did that on the 6th. We know that we had those kind of people out there, but, Jay, think about all the KKK people that are our bosses, that we go to church with, that we know from work and we no, you go to like church them. with another black church. No, I go to a black church with a few mixed people. That's, I'm, I'm oh, okay. not speaking of my life, your life, or less I know life. You I'm speaking of people I, I, in I'm general. In general, yes. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Who these people are because they're like KKK. They're just people walking around in suits and clothes, but they're actually KKK. So it just so happened that the people on the six took the hood off. I mean, so that's where we're at with this, Jay. They never put and it on. Let's not, Jay, but Jay, but let's not even talk about the police officers and 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 the military people of that's crazy and out there doing this. Think about the children and the people that are insane. That's 18 years old and can legally go buy an assault rifle. That should scare you more. 
that's that well, scares no, me no. more. That scares it, it, it me more than a crooked police officer. And you know why? Because with no. a crooked police officer, at least I can pull over in the light. At least no. I can just keep my mouth closed and get the ticket. Or whatever it is. No, it doesn't scare me more. No. Mm-hmm. Well, because if a, poli- somebody, if a police officer flashes his or her lights, I have to pull over. They can stop I me didn't at say random. Wouldn't. I said we would pull over in a lit area. I didn't say not to pull over. Doesn't matter. That's not what I was taught. No, no, I, no, no okay. I understand what you're saying. Well, what, what, what I'm saying is, is that when people have authority and they have the ability and this is something that we need to think about. I'm Listen more to this scared for a second. Of the young people who can go and get one and go walk into well, a that, school well, or a job or place and just shoot up people. You don't see actually see police officers that are ignorant like they're doing it. You don't see that. You just not, not as often me, as but, you see. But to me, that's a part of, and I guess people are going to say I'm contradicting myself. I think that's just a part of life. There are neighborhoods you don't go into. That's just a part of living. But when you have someone who has authority, authority, that's why when your child goes out and gets killed, when when, when you hear about a child, let me tell you, the big picture is they all have authority. Your boss. For your 50 years or 80 years, authority? 40 years of your life. 18-year-old white boss. kid don't have authority over me. Jay. What? And they're crazy because they have nothing to lose. Nothing My point is, listen, everything you're saying, I agree with you. With Here's where you and I differ. You said you're more afraid of an 18-year-old with an AR-style weapon and go somewhere and shoot up a place. Yeah. I, listen, I'm with you on that. I'm scared of police because police have the authority to pull me over. If an 18-year-old pulls up beside me and tells me to pull my vehicle over, I don't have to pull over for you, dude. But a police officer has authority. So this is the person you're supposed to be safe. That's why when a child gets, when you hear about children dying, it hurts you as a, as a parent. But it, it's even worse when you find out if the parent was involved in it. Because the parent is the person that's supposed to protect you. What? Jay, we've had this conversation what? before where I live yeah. next to a white area, and my license plate said 6ZV, and they would pull me over just to ask me what my license plate was. It was like one of those areas. It was just Santa City. It's still like that, right next to the neighborhood I grew up in. It's like Pasadena. It's like certain parts well, of go. Bel Air. Really? They're still like that, Jay. It has not changed. When I was a kid, okay. my sister's boyfriend got pulled over, and they stuck a water hose up his butt, a water hose up his butt. Okay. And was doing some, all kind of awful stuff. My, but my point is, this goes back 40 years of them doing it, Jay. It's, I've always been somewhere in that circle of knowing how these people are. I don't know if it's because I was in a more prominent black neighborhood when I grew up, and then the one that was right next to it was an all-racist white neighborhood, and they didn't like us because our parents had decent money. I don't know, Jay, but some of this stuff happened around the time I was a kid. It's just coming back into play again. So I don't know. You didn't grow up in Houston or in Texas, so I don't know how it was in Chi-Town. But what you're talking about right now, oh, please, we went through that when I was a kid. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Okay. Our bosses were KKK. They didn't. They now they can take the freaking hood off. That's the difference. Okay, but they but themselves I think you're, now. I think you're proving my them. point. 
I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of them, Jay. I am not afraid of them. You're like not afraid I of. Am. So okay, wow. Well, I'm not okay. afraid of military police people acting up and doing that kind of stuff with me or my daughter versus her being out at Herman Park and a kid walking up there and having a shootout in the park because somebody pissed him off. I'm more afraid of that, Jay. Okay. Well, that's listen, what, that's fair. That's what Bobby and I sit at the table and pray and say, bless our family, our friends, keep our children safe. I'm not, we're not speaking of safe from the police or safe from somebody okay. with authority. We're saying okay. keep our children safe from all of these people who can walk in and go get a gun and ain't got to be checked. Right. That's who I'm afraid of. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, and Bobby said, don't you blow that horn, Vanessa. I'm wanting to blow the horn on somebody. But I said, don't you blow that horn, Vanessa. You know why? Because somebody could get out the car and shoot me in the head. Because anybody can carry a gun, and that's who I'm afraid of, that anybody. Okay. 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 Ms. Elias, um, let me turn to you. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I, you have been a victim of police, uh, you know, using their authority uh-huh. to be over, overstepping their authority. So I guess the question to you, I mean, are you fearful? I'm more fearful, 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 damn, say that's fast. Fearful. Of, yeah, that word. Um, I'm more that word of police officers than I am of a person running up with an AR um, because, and I'll just say this, you never know where it can happen because the people that went to Tops uh, in Tops grocery store in Buffalo didn't expect someone to show up to do that. I don't think I run in those areas where that could possibly happen, even though it can happen anywhere. Now I say that the next week y'all be having a memorial show because Jeff J. J. Riley got shot up somewhere, but but uh, I don't normally don't run in those spaces where the the the, the, the probability of something like that happening. Let me stop, man, because now I'm getting nervous for real. Because, like, Jay was, oh, my God, we're going to come on there. Jay was caught at Walmart, so I went up there with, with Berserko. But I guess if you look at it from the average standpoint, I'm, I, I'm more, my chances of having an encounter with a police officer are greater than me running into a white supremacist somewhere, I guess, I should say. But I don't know, Mr. Elias. Give me your thought on this. Because I think I put yeah. something out there that I don't want to put out there. Hey, your encounter is more than mine. <laughs> a big black man down the morning. Oh, oh, let me tell you something. Uh-uh. No, it's not. Your encounter, you hang around. Please, trust me. You are in where you are. Stop. But go I ahead, would employ, I would employ everybody to, to download an app called Turn Signal, right? Now, what Turn what Signal does, okay, what it does is when you hit this app and open it up, it automatically opens up your cell phone and starts recording, and it also puts you in contact with a lawyer. This app is free. And, and then Whoa, what now? That, say, say this again. What happens now? When you, hit this, when you hit this app, it opens up the app, and it starts recording, right, immediately. Yeah. You get stopped by the police, and, and they, and they, they, they uh, point your, your phone towards the, the, the encounter, and then it automatically dials a, a lawyer. And this app is free. Oh, wow. These people, the lawyers do it for free. So they, they put you in contact with a lawyer. At that point in time, you tell them where you're at, what state you're in, they look up the laws and tell you what you can and cannot do at that point in time. It's called turn. Oh, wow. 
So you guys need to download that, you know. Wow. Mr. Elias bringing some useful information to the show. Okay, so called Turn Signal. Uh, right. Download the app, and you say that it gets you in contact with the poll, po- well, with the attorneys. Right. They can tell you your rights. Yeah, it'll tell you your rights. And, he, and this is a free app, and you don't have to pay for it. And they automatically, these lawyers do this for pro bono because they're sending what's happening to the people out on the streets. So, and, wow. and, and it automatically starts recording right then and there. So, it encounters. It, 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 it records the whole. It records the whole encounter while you're right there, and it's simple to download. So get that. Get wow. That. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, boy. I I bet you, um, you know, Momo B's ex boyfriends wish they had that app when she was coming after them in the night before. <laughs> All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We're about to take a break. <laughs> Keep it right here. <laughs> it's uh, 24 minutes after the hour for those who may not know what I'm talking about. Go back and listen to some J. Rouse. Our girl. Well, that joke there was rough. All right, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress. And so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. Together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, to connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. You know, every now and then, I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice, easy. There's just one thing. You see, we never, ever do nothing. Nice. Easy. We always do it. Nice. But we're going to take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're going to do the finish. Rough. The way we do.
347850127. It is the serious side on a beautiful Sunday. Be a part of it. Once again, pick up the phone line and call us. Of course, it's a beautiful day here in the state of Texas. And uh, tribute to the queen of rock and roll who just passed away. It's Tina Turner at the age of 23. It's time to say good morning to the folks. And if you've been listening to the show, you know what time it is. Let's say good morning to our peeps. Let's say good morning to Vanessa May Belly from the back Kelly. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? And all the things you're doing. I promise you she's here. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning to you as well. Jackie has graced us with her presence this morning. Uh, Miss Jackie, good morning. How are you? 
I am doing well. How's everyone doing? Listen to it. She sounds like a school teacher. How's everyone doing? We're doing fine, Miss <laughs> Jackie. Doing fine. The man who gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning, good morning, good morning to you and mine. Good morning, Nesta Khan. Good morning, Miss Sister Khan. Good morning, Kathleen Khan. Good morning, Real Gideon Khan. Good morning, Mariana Music. And Mariana Music, that first song was by Tina Turner, of course. It's called What's Love Got to Do With It. And the next one was called Proud Mary by Tina Ike and Tina Turner. And good morning, my brother Hulk. And good morning, my brother, good morning, my brother Jerome. Mr. Elias, man, can we say hello to the people in the chat room if you don't mind? By all means, my own brother Combina man is in there with us. Ah, Combina, Vina, Vina, what's up, brother? Good to see you as always. Want to say what's happening to the peeps out there once again? Uh, sounds like a broken record, but I have not fixed that app. So, so uh, my apologies. <laughs> well, hello everybody out there. I'm, you know, listen. I promise you that it's it's this is tough. I, I didn't realize this is an app that I put together a long time ago. And trying to reconnect some of those relationships, uh, man. So, but I'm working on it, I promise you. And at some point, we'll say hello. But hey, listen, you can call in 347 if you want to be a part of the Do your thing. All right. Um, I announced earlier in the show, TBC, uh, to be continued, just a new segment. We're not going to do it every week, uh, but every now and then, we need to say, let's bring up something that. My Now your your mic is horrible. What did you say? Did you watch a game last night? Oh yeah, I watched it. Yes, most definitely. Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought I thought that uh, the Heat were going to win that game, but Boston no. pulled it out in the end. They pulled it out in the end. No. No, I, I yeah, never no. thought that uh, we were sitting. I was, you know, we were doing some backyard shenanigans with cigars and cognac, and when uh, when, when Butler hit when Butler hit those uh, three free throws, I was the only one. I said, "Man, I said Boston's still gonna win this game." You crazy? I'm telling you, dude. There's too much time left. And uh, when the dude tipped the ball in, I was like, "Wow, there it is." So game seven tomorrow night. If you are a basketball fan. Uh, you want to definitely tune into that. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that, you know, Vanessa brought up during one of our er- earlier segments, she talked about, uh, you know, we were talking about this lady that gave birth to a 13-year-old's baby. And, uh, and we talked about how maybe she was trying to trap this 13-year-old. I don't know if I agree with that or not, but I, I guess I get her bigger point. But she said something about having an abortion. And so the big thing about this is when you're talking about having abortions, you know, that's one of the main reasons why this is such a hot topic, because at the end of the day, you know, we have what they call abortion deserts down here. down People don't have money to go to other states and have abortions. And then think about it. So not only does that state. And then those states that are still remaining that performs abortions, they're overburdened because not only do they have to facilitate, you know, the women in their state, but now you have all these out-of-towners coming in. So it's not a simple process. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening with this young lady, but the bigger point is to realize why 
overturning Roe Wade was such a huge thing because you have situations like this, Mr. Elias. All these men, uh, men making decisions that only a woman and her doctor should be making. Mm-hmm. Not not only that, Jay. We're talking about the mother that that that, that could you know die potentially, uh, potentially die from her you know given childbirth. Or what about the ten years in, in, in the state of Indiana right now? They got a doctor that performed an abortion on a ten year old girl, and they're trying to revoke this doctor's license for performing this abortion. How can you sit there and do this crap? And they say, well, she didn't report it. Oh, but she did. There's, there's all kind of stuff that's said. She reported the uh, what she was doing, and she she recorded it, and and, and she recorded it as abuse. And it was a 10-year-old girl that got pregnant. And and, and, and because of that, they're trying, to, they're trying to strip this doctor's license from her. This is how serious this stuff is getting, folks. It is it's horrible. This is, I mean... This is horrible. They're, they're, they're not really going after the guy with the abuse of the 10-year-old girl. They're going after a doctor who performed this abortion uh, from a 10-year-old girl. You really going to do that? It's not even, even a question. Yeah, I never thought Roe. I never thought that uh, Roe v. Wade would ever be overturned. I, I am. I am still in shock behind that. To be honest, with you. I'm shocked. I'm shocked by that, and I can't believe. That uh, I mean, so many black president, every one of those Supreme Court justices that Trump uh, nominated lied during a confirmation, saying that of they wouldn't they do anything, they would leave it. It's it's precedent. We're not going to mess with that. And as soon as they got the opportunity, man, they jumped in there and of did course. what they had to do. You know, I, when you think about it, big picture though. I mean, we tell our kids not to lie. We tell our kids to be honest citizens. We do these things, but my goodness, man, look at how the adults are handling their business. There's no way that the Republicans who are cheating, I mean, think about this for a second. They are gerrymandering districts so they can remain in power. Mm-hmm. And, and they're doing this, and they're trying to, or what's happening here in Texas. With now, if, there's, if a polling place runs out of paper, the, the governor can come in and say who won the election. Uh-huh. I mean, good God, man. And so I, human nature, what is up? I mean, the oldest form of making selections for positions of authority is voting. It's early when you were in elementary school, you voted for a class president. How did, how did they determine the winner, Mr. Elias? Who got the most votes? They won. Right. And yet still, they put all these things in place because they understand that America is getting broader and that they will not remain in power if every citizen raised their hand and said, hey, I vote for this person. So we have to keep this nonsense in place, trying to give the rural people a bigger, trying to make sure their voices are heard. That's the purpose of this thing. But guess what? These people have more power than some of the most highly populated cities in some of these states. So how can they a few care. hundred thousands is, is bigger than a this, this is crazy, man. This is nuts. 
It is. And they don't care. They got to keep on going with it. You know, that what happened in Carolina. That's what that's what got me. This woman ran under the Democratic ticket, and then as soon as she got the chance, yeah, I think I want to be a Republican. She was a Democrat, and now you get in a super. Well, no, that, that's not true. That's not true. She, listen, that's not true. She, somewhere along the line, she changed her mind. It wasn't as soon as she got the chance. Because remember, they played a clip of her, and we're talking about the, 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 the abortion law that was passed in North Carolina, the, the, the veto, because the governor vetoed it. And then they came back and said, forget that. You know what? Uh, we're going we're gonna to filibuster it, and we're going to go ahead. It's, what, there's another situation. So the governor, who is the chief executive of the state, his veto get overran by the supermajority, and the only reason they got the supermajority is because the Democrats switched. Check it out. Now, because out of all the people who switched, one would never think it would because she told them passionately how her having the decision to make, her having the ability to make a decision of her. And then, yeah. I guarantee you, if you dig into the numbers are saying, ego, instead of doing what's so your, so your, man, your phone is horrible, brother. Well, thank you, Mr. I can't Lately, you're going I don't in know and out. Going you're going in and out. Now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by the window with some aluminum foil on top of it and let's see if that makes it better. It's much better now. But, but, but like I said, what I was saying, Jay, is that okay yes. that that's what made me believe that she was she was that this was her game all along. She ran on the ticket that she wouldn't get rid of a boy. That she would run on, uh, that that uh, she would vote against abortions, and as soon as she got the chance, she was like, "The Democrats are doing stuff like I, like like nobody else," and I, I they, they lost their way. The Democrats have lost their way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, uh, once again, it kind of goes back to see. I think she was a Democrat for a long time, but. Let me go back and say, I didn't know she re-ran. But, but here's the other part of it. Once again, she gave a compassionate speech about that, about that very thing, mm-hmm. about having the ability to make decisions on her own. Then she comes back, and then she, mm-hmm. you know, reverses her stance. And But it goes back to what I was saying as far as these people don't care about their constituents. They're trying to do what's in the best interest of them. They don't do anything to keep their jobs, even if it's yeah. going to hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't understand. Think about uh, Ron. Uh, what? Think about George Santos. This guy, you know. Think about Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's representing her constituents. Now, here's how dumb her constituents are. Uh, what? Hey, Miss Kevin McCartney, weak ass, is, is the speaker of the house. But she's not on any major. She's not. Maybe she was all that. So really, her constituents do me how. She's running around. Here's what I don't get. You put people in Congress to do what's in the best interest for you. If they have no committee assignments or seats or anything, they're not doing anything for you. 
me true. right. That's true. But the bottom line is a lot. Like you said before, the ill-informed voters don't pay attention. They do not pay attention because there's no way in the world I'd put a net job like that back in office. None. I would have never put it in office in the first place. She's a net job. It's, but it's all about popularity, man. That's how Donald Trump became president in the first place. It's about popularity. It's the name that they know. Because if people were really, if, if you were really truly interested in people doing what's in the best interest for you, then some of these people wouldn't be in office. Now, I'll go back to something you always say. And ladies, y'all can jump in. We're just having a conversation, so just jump in anytime you want. Um, you always tell people to vote, you, you know, it's pocketbook issues. And so that's why sometimes I'm a little hesitant to say, you know, people that are Republicans, are they have conservative views. So they're voting for their conservative views. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say all Republicans are racist. I know a lot of Republicans who are some of the nicest people on the face of the planet. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a story here real quick. I had to appear in front of my HOA, right? So because they're trying to get me on some nonsense. And so I've been a rebel for a very long time until they finally said, we've had enough of you. We're suing you. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so once they sued me, they sued me. And so I had to end up going to, uh, I had to end up going to, uh, to, to face the, the HOA. And so now I'm standing at the HOA. I'm pleading my case. And at the end of the case, at the end of the, at the end of the uh, 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 meeting, you know, they approved my case. They decided to let me get away with whatever. And so I was shaking their hands. And so it was this one guy that was there, and he was a veteran too. And he says, oh, no, I said, sir, I appreciate you. Thank you. And he said, no, no, no. He said, uh, he said no, 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 no. He said, you got to give me a hug. And he said, I'm your neighbor. I said, really? He said, yeah, yeah. He said, I live at, and he gave me the address. <laughs> and and this guy's house is around the corner from mine. This dude has all type of, uh, you know, Republican stuff. And he was the nicest guy, but he was a Trump supporter. He wanted to give me a hug. I'm like, oh, damn. I didn't realize it was that dude. So, I mean, and maybe people are voting for their pocketbooks. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, why are you laughing, Miss Elias? I'll tell you later, man. Wow. Wow, okay. wow, wow. Well, I'm pretty sure it has something to do with somebody trying to call in, and you probably, you mm-hmm. know, do what you always do, pull them to the side and then just let them have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That, that brings some joy, listeners. So, you know, if you want this guy to be sad, don't call in because he's going to monitor the phone call and then he's going to cuss you out off the air. He's going to talk <laughs> about your mama. He's going to do all that stuff. And then he's going to come back giggling like he's giggling now. So if you're trying to get to Mr. Elias, uh, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> okay. Look, he's giggling. He's great wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, I think it's time to step out and take a break, don't you? All right, let's get an NPR yes. News update, and then uh, after that, we'll uh, state your case, and uh, we'll close it out. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be right back after this. It may be status quo, at least for now, for Arizona produce farmers who have been bracing for major cuts to their Colorado River water amid an historic drought. 
NPR's Kirk Sigler reports produce farmers across the Southwest are praising a recent water conservation deal. The U.S. government announced that California, Nevada, and Arizona have struck a deal to keep some 3 million acre feet of water in the shrinking Colorado River. The government will pay some farmers to not grow crops in certain areas, but generally the industry is relieved to learn that there won't be a unilateral across-the-board cut to their irrigation water. Megan Scott represents farmers in Yuma, Arizona, where much of the nation's winter leafy greens are grown. Definitely a sense of, of relief, but also um, sort of waiting to see how things start to um, pan out as we work through the details of that plan. Scott says the deal gives the states time to negotiate a longer-term plan for reducing water usage. Kirk Sigler, NPR News, Phoenix. Texas Republican Attorney General Ken Paxton is awaiting trial in the state Senate after the GOP-controlled Texas House voted overwhelmingly to impeach him this weekend, suspending him from office. The state House approved 20 articles of impeachment against Paxton, including abuse of office and bribery. Former Wyoming Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney is set to deliver the commencement address at her alma mater today. She's speaking at Colorado College in Colorado Springs this morning amid speculation that she may enter the race for the Republican presidential nomination. I'm Joyle Snyder, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor McCormick & Company, committed to enhancing people's health, their communities, and the planet. McCormick, healthy, sustainable, delicious. For more, visit McCormickCorporation.com slash Future of Flavor. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org. The Pentagon says there are no signs that Moscow is planning to use its nuclear weapons and that there is no reason to adjust the U.S. nuclear posture. The Defense Department issued a statement after Russian President Vladimir Putin announced plans to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. He claims the move is a response to Britain's decision to provide Ukraine with armor-piercing rounds containing depleted uranium. The deployment would be the first time since the mid-1990s that Russia has stationed nuclear arms beyond its borders. The beloved Mexican children's comedian Javier Lopez, better known as Cabello, has died. He was 88 years old. And Pierce Chloe Veltman reports he was an enduring presence on TV throughout Latin America. Over a career spanning more than six decades, Cabello made dozens of movies and musical albums. But he is most famous for his weekly TV show, En Familia con Cabello. Dressed in children's rompers and speaking in his signature squeaky voice, Cabello hosted the family-friendly show every Sunday morning for 47 years. Here he is in 1994 explaining the rules of one of the show's many contests to four little kids as their moms look on. The performer made it into the Guinness Book of Records for the unprecedented longevity of his on-screen character. Chloe Veltman, NPR News. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has been released from a rehabilitation facility. He'd been receiving physical therapy there following a fall earlier this month. He says he'll be working from home for the next few days. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. It's Guy Raz here. On the Wisdom from the Top podcast, I talk to leadership experts and some of the world's greatest business leaders about how they lead, innovate, and transform the people around them. If you're trying to make it in business or just want to think more like a leader, this show's probably for you. Listen now to the Wisdom from the Top podcast from Luminary and NPR.
All right, folks, welcome back in. It is time for Pastor Steve's State Your Case, where we read comments from the world-famous chat room uh, right now. That's the only place we're getting comments. So, Ms. Elias, man, what do we have, man, from the world-famous chat room on uh, State Your Case? We got our brother Covina, man. He says, Biden is too old, period. People are not oh, wow. Kamala, Kamala Harris, or probably vote GOP because of her. I'm hoping that Trump goes to jail and Biden drops out and allow uh, and allow a more healthy Democrat to run, not that Kamala, <laughs> and, and not Pete Buttigieg Jesus. <laughs> okay. Anything else from the infamous convener man? <laughs> That's true. That's all we put in there. Oh, my goodness. So he says Biden is too old. He wants him to drop out. Uh, you know, convener man, just out of curiosity, man, and maybe you can answer this one next week. Uh, you know, who, who are you going to step up? Now, I'll tell you who I'm impressed with. That, uh, go- that governor out of Maryland, now, he could, you know, now, I think Jerome don't like that guy, but but I think that guy could could be some. You know, I'm thinking I'm seeing some Obamaisms going on there, but I mean I'm just who who do you guys want to run? Because Kamala Harris is not going to win, so no, just not. scratch that. She's not going to win. Uh, so so who do you want to run? Who who do you want to see? Who? There's no one out there. I mean, well, listen. I like uh, governor, the governor out of California, too. Gavin Newsom. Yeah, so maybe. But outside of him, who else? I don't see anyone on the horizon that's young and, and uh, you know, uh, articulate enough to make that happen. Not on the, on, the, on the left. So we'll see. But, yeah, Biden is uh, Boy, you know, I don't he's old. Oh, well, see, that's a California. Well, see, see Jackie. No, no, okay, no, sorry, not a, not a Gavin Newsom fan. Sorry. I hope he don't get it. All right, then. Wow. There you go. Well, then if he's not the guy, then who, uh, Jackie? Who do you want to see? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well, that's, yeah, all I, <laughs> well, I, I don't want him to get it. Just not him. I don't know. Just not him. That's okay. I just, and I pray that the GOP just fall off the face of the earth. How about that? I don't want none of them. Circles. Good luck with their I don't want none of them circles running. None of them. None of them. None of them Trumpites. None of them Trumpites. I want everything one. you're asking for. Well, everything you're asking for is not happening at this point. So uh, God has a plan. Let God have his business, and then you just be a you know disciple and do what you need to do. How about that? And on that note, online radio at its best. Folks, it is time for our final thoughts. And, uh, you know, our big sis goes first. Miss uh-huh. Vanessa Mae Belly from the McAnally uh, Final Thoughts. Well, let me first start out by. Uh... Let me first start out by saying I'm sorry that I've been in and out. Um, busy morning down here. But. Uh, I don't know who could run other than Biden. I just, it's kind of I too just late don't now, right? want it to be Biden. Yeah, well, but, then who? Who? And, who? Oh, I don't know. And so the next thing is Mike Pence is just a quiet Trump. He's a little bit more discreet, but he's just oh, like he's Trump. Oh, he's more dangerous than him. Okay. He's more dangerous. And, yeah, he is, because he's, he's more educated and polished and can get away yep. with it. And DeSantos. Yep. 
is just a nut, just uh, uneducated, ignorant, having as many children as he can, nut. So he got married at Disney. Now Disney's going to cut 2,000 jobs because of him. He's so stupid. So you know what? I say this all the time. Just pray for this country. This country is not heading in a good direction. And I am personally blaming all the youngsters who do not get out and vote. But you know what? This is going to be their mess to live with. So I will not be tipping and posting signs. and I, I just won't be posting signs and doing all of that. This is their fault. In Harris County, anyway, in Texas, anyway, what? this is yeah, terrible. But see, Vanessa, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think is. I agree with that. Let me tell you why I don't agree with it because they got things gerrymandered. Because once again, every Democratic president, you know, President Obama and President Biden won Texas, okay, won all so the major municipalities in Biden. Texas. Jay, this is before Biden. All I'm saying is. None of these white people started acting crazy and doing crazy stuff against black people until Trump brought them all out. We know that's true. But, he okay, brought out all the racist people and all the wait, wait. Abbott has been in office for ninety nine thousand years in Texas. He has never done the kind of stuff that he's doing now against black people. And he's doing it because the Trump people. So you know what? If the children had gotten out and not vote and voted against Trump and put Hillary in now, then we wouldn't have had this mess in the first place. Vanessa, but my daughter and her point. friends didn't go and vote. They did not go and vote because they didn't like Hillary. I don't like Hillary, so I'm not going to go vote at all. Okay, so now but we But it wouldn't have matter so if they voted or not. But, it, but Vanessa, <laughs> they have, Vanessa, they have changed it so it doesn't matter. It really okay. doesn't. And you know what? I hate to say that out loud. It doesn't. And because it's not my, be my, you know, my cousin says that my vote doesn't count. Well, but you know what? But if a million people thought that, then that's a million votes that's not being counted. But because it's gerrymandered, you know, a lot of people, what they're saying to a certain degree is true. But they wasn't doing that. They want. Jay, Vanessa, they want Vanessa. Before Trump got in office, he just wasn't. But I understand that, Vanessa. But at the. Vanessa, I understand that, but at the end of the day, if you win all the major municipalities in your state and you still lose, Houston is what the fourth or the fifth largest nation, city in the nation. In the in the nation, you have Dallas, you have San Antonio, you have Austin. They won all of these cities, and they still Bobby lost stuck, the state. Bobby stuck his head in the door, y'all, and said, "Vanessa, you are scaring the white people." <laughs> Oh, there you go. We don't want you to get in trouble. All right, thank you. All right, we have 90 seconds left. Uh, Jackie, give us your final thoughts. Well, I was glad to be here with y'all today. Um, definitely shout out again to Tina Turner. Just blessings and prayers for her family and as they're going through their time of bereavement. And uh, what can I say? Uh this I'm in agreement with Vanessa that things are just not looking all that great in America. I'm gonna do the Josephine Baker myself and head to Paris. And with that said, <laughs> okay, bye bye. With that said, all right. yes, Jackie. Take care. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, uh, Mr. Elias, man, thirty seconds left, man. No, look, get out and look, look, get out and vote, folks. If you don't go out and vote, you don't have a voice. And if, if enough of us get out and vote, we can change the way the things get. get and you need to educate your votes and make sure your voters know what they're voting for. Yes. 
and good stuff. And because of Vanessa and Jackie's big mouth, I have no comments. So, Mr. Elias, it's Sunday, and we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? <laughs> it's time for the serious side of the chase. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure Bye. serving you, folks. Bye. Get out of here. So, for Mr. Elias, for Jackie... <laughs> I'm Jay Riles saying have a wonderful work week. Remember, if it is Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Riles show. God bless everybody. See you next week. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.